Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back in on the Gabe Kuhn Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. And joining me now is the head football coach over at the University of Memphis, that would be Ryan Silverfield on X at R Silverfield. Coach, what is the word? How's it hanging? Man, always good to talk to you. A former Tiger legend, my one of my favorite O-linemen. I got to be careful saying my favorite because the guys all listen to the show. But uh, great to hear from you. Great to talk to you all as well in Tiger football land. Yes, no question about it. How's bowl prep coming along? Man, going great. The guys are excited. Obviously, December 29th. Can't get here soon enough. They've... Uh, the mindset, the approach of these young men, it's been phenomenal. They're excited. They know the matchup. Excited to be at home. Excited to play in front of our home fans. Uh, it's going well. Yeah, Coach, you need to, you need, we need to get some redemption for 2017, my last game. That's what we need <laughs> against Iowa State. Yeah, yep, I went, in fact, I'll, I'll probably tell you, I went back and watched that game uh, multiple times uh, this past few days, and uh, you did some good things. So I, I know you still have a few more plays in you, so we may well, bring you out of retirement well, and see what we can get done. I did some good things, but you know what I hear about to this day? Do you know what I hear about? The illegal What's man that? downfield. But you know what, Coach yeah, Coach Norvell, he said, listen, if you break through, we're running this RPO. If you break through the O-line and or, or the defensive line and no one slants to you, you're going to cruise up to the safety. The safety started biting down, so I went up to the safety. I was about five yards down. I still say sorry to Phil Mayhew to this day. Yeah, well, it's okay. I think I had some choice words for you when you came to the <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. But then, I, I, you know what? I think I got forgiven. I think I got forgiven. At least Norvell came up. Coach Norvell no, came no, up and I'm, gave me. He said, I, you know what? I told you, you did your job. It's good. I haven't, I've yet to forgive you, you know, but I'll still do it. <laughs> okay. I hear you. I hear you. Now, um, Coach, on the other sideline, you guys are relatively familiar, aren't you, with Matt Campbell? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so in between my stints, you know, with the, the Vikings and the Lions, I spent a little time at Toledo and got a chance to know him a little bit. Obviously, he's done a tremendous job. And you think about, you know, obviously the matchup in 2017 versus them. He's got the same head, you know, Iowa State's got the same head coach, same D coordinator, so a lot of the same things are occurring. You know, our offensive line coach was at Iowa State for five years. So, look a lot familiar between these two teams. Uh, an exciting matchup, and I, I know it's going to be a lot of fun. What do you think the biggest challenge is going to be for your team against that Iowa State team? Yeah, so you look at what they've been able to do, right? They're a, a an offense that had a – 
you know, their quarterback, I think, was Big 12 freshman of the year. I mean, that's yep. tremendous for their quarterback. NFL bloodline, too. Can't yes, forget that. Yes, unfortunately. And then their running back, uh, probably, uh, you know, I'd, I'd argue that he's the uh, top young running back in all of college football. I mean, what he was able to do to Kansas State rushing for over 200 yards, just explosive and, and time and time again. So, you know, I, I think their plan is to try to line up and try to run it down our throat. We've got to be better. Um, on defense than we've been, and we got to find a way to stop the run. And then, you know, obviously, they've been, you know, consistently a top 20 defense in all of college football. So they played a little bit different defense for our fans that are listening, right? They're more of a 3 3 5 structure, which uh, we hadn't seen a ton of. Um, and they've done a tremendous job. So, you know, we're going to have our hands full. And then this day and age, right? Roster management transition. There's going to be some new faces out there for us, um, right. but we got to bring our A game. Yep. Um, now, I, I just sort of look at uh, that three three five and and how they run it. What like when when we when we're talking about the O line part of it, like what type of challenges do you run into? Because I don't. I, I remember you know back in twenty seventeen, we did not have a great rushing game and a great rushing attack against that Iowa State front. Even though it it looks like it's porous, it's not by any stretch of the imagination. What type of challenges does that sort of provide in offense? Are you, are you still blaming me for that game? No, oh, no, 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 no. You blamed me. We've already established this. I still take the blame for my illegal man downfield. Well, the, the old Spider-Man meme, we're pointing at each other, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, you're exactly right. I think what it is, is now all of a sudden you find guys in different positions. You line up versus a, a traditional 3-4 defense or a traditional you know, 4-2 box, and um, now all of a sudden guys are in different positions. They have that safety, right, where they're calling – um, their star safety, right? That all of a sudden is normally, hey, when you're playing a regular, if there is such a thing, a regular defense, he's at 12 yards, and all of a sudden he may be at seven yards, five yards. He may be dropping to coverage, and he finds different ways to fit. And as an offensive lineman like yourself, and you know, and even the quarterback, you got, okay, is he playing the run now? Is he right. the pass? Is he part of the? And I think one of the things that, that the, why they've been so efficient, you know, with that type of defense is because. You know, they they feel like they can get back and play the pass, but also come and play the run with that one key player, and they've been very successful doing so. Now, I remember um, in 2017 when we uh, got the bid to the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, uh, there was definitely thoughts about, like, Miami and going to these, you know, tropical areas. How has the team latched on to staying at home for this bowl game? You know what? And that was obviously a question because everybody says, hey, you know, yeah, is it the Hawaii Bowl, which we got to go a few years ago, or the Bahamas Bowl? You know, I mean, um, but Bill stay at home, they actually have been great about it. They've been excited. Um, we, we we know how great our fans are and, you know, the home crowds and um, and the familiarity with anything. And I think they understand what an important bowl game this is, right? It's a December 29th bowl game, right? National television, um, a lot of eyes on us. It's, you know, right before the Cotton Bowl. And so it's a major bowl game. And I think our guys are excited about that rather than going playing in a, uh, a a bowl game versus maybe a another G5 team that may not be as you know popular. Um, but we know that Iowa State travels well and it's a national brand, so the guys are excited. You know, we're also you know trying to make it. Hey, we're not we're not traveling anywhere. We're going to go stay downtown for a few nights. So you know, like last night, we took the entire organization to the Grizzlies game. Yep. Um, we'll, we'll, the boys will go show up and watch our our, our men's basketball team play Vanderbilt. Um, on Saturday, you know, so we're just constantly trying to find things um, to make them uh, this trip enjoyable, even though we are staying at home. But uh, the guys are quite excited. Now, uh, other things are, have to be on your mind because early signing day was a couple days ago. Um, what do you think about the recruiting calendar in this day and age of college football? I, I you know, uh, 
it is it is a lot tougher. We have the regular signing day, and then we have this early signing day. Uh, seemingly, you are never off the job when it comes to recruiting. Yeah, let's just say this. It, it is a quite a bit, and as you and I have even talked about personally, nobody ever wants to do, you know, it's great for media. It's great for a lot of people. It is quite a bit um, on a college football coach's calendar, and credit to our staff, credit to the assistant coaches, right let me work the 120 hours a week, but it's quite a bit on a lot of people's plate. You think about this, right? You go in, not only recruiting high school guys, well, that used to be, you know, in February where they'd sign. Now they're all signing in December. I think, you know, only 5% or 10% are actually going to sign it on no longer early signing. They'd no, I, I'd call it late uh, in February. So you're recruiting high school guys, you're recruiting their class, you're trying to keep those guys committed. You're dealing with staff turnover, right? You're preparing for a bowl game. Oh, by the way, now all of a sudden this transfer portal, you, you, not only are you losing guys out of your own roster, now you're trying to add guys. And by the way, here come exams to make sure all these things. Good luck. Right. And um, you, you even debate as a coach, do I go on the road to even recruit? Do I stay home and take care of the current roster? Do I you – know, there's a combination of things that go on, Gabe. There has to be some type of resolution. Um, I would say this, as you well know, and it's been documented every – head coach in the country saying, please, let's have this change. This is not right. This is not good. Um, and the reality of it is, and we can sit here and, and I'm sure everybody, this is not even good for the players. Um, no. Because it's not fair to the high schools, right? Less and less high school kids are getting recruited. 100%. Uh, the transfer portal you have, uh, I'm reading now that a, a young man at a certain place said he was going to declare uh, and sit out the bowl game because he's thinking about the NFL. Now, wait, he may transfer. What does that do to the guys that are lining up in the bowl game? You know, it's all those things. And, and people will say, well, coaches can leave. I understand all those things. I do. Um, but at some point, you know, we're going to get to where we have contractual agreements um, for players. What is it going to look like? Because some of these teams are going to line up and, you know, there's a game on the other night and, the, you know, the second string quarterback. Western Kentucky, you had, a, you had a guy in the transfer portal throw for 380 yards and in, uh, in five touchdowns. He's in the transfer portal. Oh, really? Good. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll keep an eye out for him. Hopefully we don't need a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, <you know? laughs> right. I hear you. Um, yeah, exactly. That, that goes to show you. Uh, yeah, we're in a different world. And as you know, it's ever-changing. you got to be on top of it. So am I a fan of this uh, calendar? Here's the deal. It's not sustainable. Uh, either that or, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to taking a nap on December 30th because, man, it's been go, 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 go. Right. So what's more important, like, at this point in the calendar, though? Like, obviously, early signing day just hit, but right before that, is it roster retention? Is it going out on the uh, on the road and trying to see what you can do to, to bring in new guys? Like, what do you focus your time on, or is it just sort of ever-changing day by day? You have to decide that on the fly. Yeah, so it's ever-changing, and, you, you know, how do you prioritize it? But so I will always say this. It starts at home keeping the roster together, keeping the guys that we want to stay to stay. Um, look, there's also, let's be real, there's guys that have left and, hey, cool, don't let that door hit you on the way out. That's the nature of you got to find the best guys, the best 120 for your locker room, how they fit your culture, your scheme, and how you want it. And so uh, we're seeing it throughout. I mean, there's reasonable – I mean, there's guys that are starting on conference championship teams, starting and then going in the portal and, and whatever the heck it is looking for. There's freshman All-Americans that – you know, teams that have been in the college football playoffs in the last couple of years are looking around. So uh, that's where we're at with this. Um, but I look, I always prioritize, okay, our current players, 
what's it look like? Who do we need to keep? Uh, how do we handle this? Um, and then, okay, we also got to be ready for a bowl game. I want to make sure our guys all handle their academics. Okay, we also have these high school commits. Let's make sure we honor those and, and finding the right guys because we're not going to mortgage the whole roster. Right. So these schools are done recruiting high school guys. And and then, oh, by the way, let's see who's in the portal and, and see who we can. Sometimes, generally, by the time a guy's gone in the portal, if they are a well-known name, <laughs> they say there's no tampering, but they usually have their destination planned uh, right. about a month ahead of time. Right. Now, when, when it comes to the high school recruits, I, obviously, I'll speak on this. I know you're not necessarily going to speak on it, but we see Colorado Coach Prime. He only has six commits in the high school uh, in his high school recruiting class, he has hammered the transfer portal. I think he's number one in most. And obviously, I don't follow the rankings all that close, but he's number one, two, four, seven rivals, those those sites. Um, but high school recruiting, how important is it still to you? Because well, I think there's some I, coaches that do not prioritize it and don't care about it at all anymore. Well, I, I, because here's what they'll tell you. you. You sign a high school kid, he can be there for six months. If you don't like, he can leave you. And you've invested a year and a half maybe into these guys. You think about some of these high school kids that have come to your camp, come to your campus. Um, there's got, you know, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. Kavion Benton, a young man right. who signed Southland High School. He's a kid I've known for a few years now, right? Uh, you know, uh, he's been to our camp. He's been to our campus. I've been to his home. You know, it's, he developed those relationships. Well, there, there's something to be said for that. And, and uh, now that if someone would say, well, why would you sign a high school kid when he can just leave you? Sure. But I believe in developing guys and getting them better um, and, and, and see what... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Dude, I, I still love that aspect of college football. I, I don't want to just be there. I'm just going to go find everybody else's players and, you know, not the coach, just worry about roster management. If I do that, then I should just go back to the NFL. Yeah. And do you um, think there's still. The, keep going. Uh, I apologize. No, I was going to say there's still the joy in developing guys. I still believe. It, and here's what I. And you. You played at a high level game, so right. How are their scout teams? If you just have a hundred, if you just have a hundred transfers, like is it just good on good the entire practice? Right. Um, you know, or when you go to travel, how about the guy you just paid a bunch of money to from 
school X in the SEC and you promise him all this. And then, oh, by the way, he, he can't even make the travel roster. You know, what's that right. do for your locker room? Um, so the dynamics of it. And I also say this. At some point, we know coaches come and go. And that's the nature of this whole thing. I'm fortunate and blessed to be on my, going on my ninth year here at Memphis. Some of these people that aren't recruiting high school kids, what's, that, what's it going to look like at that place when that coach is no longer there? Right. Because now you're dealing with a bunch of juniors and seniors. Well, man, I just I, I don't know if you're setting things up for long-term success. I think when I, and here's one of the things I've been able to sell, Gabe, to, to parents of recruits, to recruits, to even transfers. You look at some of these programs throughout college football. Um, I'm not going to name a name because I'm sure I'll get blasted somewhere out there. <laughs> a major SEC program, right, wins a national championship. Two years later, they fire the head coach, right? Right. Then there's a scandal two years later, then the ups and downs, right? A, a five and seven, then a 10 win, then a five and seven. And it's like a roller coaster. You look at the, what's going on with that program over you know, a 10-year period and said, oh, my gosh. I mean, those are some violent rides up and down and successes and failures and headlines. And then you look at what Memphis football has done over the last 10 years. Oh, wow, 10 straight bowl games. You know, recently highest graduation rate in the conference for every year I've been the head coach. Our kids, knock on wood, are, are doing right in the community and, and, and keeping out of trouble. We're winning games. We're giving ourselves a chance. Now, we got to win championships. I get that. But, like, right. there's something to be said for consistency and maintaining it at a high level. And, and I think that's part of it, you know, keeping the roster fluid, right, with high school guys and transfers. Uh, and that will allow us to maintain success. I think you, know, you can go one way or the other with this whole thing. We, we all know about the roller coaster rides that some of these schools are on. Yeah, and I, I, I brought this up on the show the other day. I just feel like it is easier to maintain a culture when you have high schoolers that are moldable, right? Like you have you, when you bring in transfer portal guys. Yes, they're good and great. And you guys had a lot on the all conference selections te- uh, on the all conference team this year. Blake Watson was phenomenal this year, and he came from Old Dominion. But there's a lot of different type of cultures from around the country, uh, different programs that can matriculate their way into your locker room when you're going strictly after transfer portal guys. Do you find that it's easier to? sort of mold those high school guys and, and keep a culture going with those high school guys when you recruit them at a high level. Absolutely. And that's what gets left in this because everybody wants to say, okay, hey, how many stars does this guy have? How, what, but no one ever sits there. There's no, you know, rating system for a character, right? Like, right. Or, or the, the moldability. And let's be frank, right, Gabe, when you came as a true freshman in high school, you weren't a finished product. You weren't, you know, not uh, even close. A true freshman in college. And, and, and so, you know, and I, I don't take any of the credit. You grew as a young man, but you think about like being able to mold guys. Okay, hey, this is how we do things. This is how we we tr- we treat people in society. This is how we work. And you, you know, from the time I met you to the time you you, you were done, like you've grown into this amazing, successful person. And if even if I sat there and said I had one percent of that, man, that that thrills me, right? That's something I'll take to my grave. Like maybe I had a positive impact. And and with these freshmen, I think you can do that. But if you bring in a 23-year-old, yeah, you're still going to pour into them and try to get your culture right. But the reality of it is, you know, a lot of these guys are, hey, coach, let's win a championship. Let's let, get me to the NFL. And and sometimes it's just about the individual, not as much about the team. So we continue to push that team aspect, and you can do so, I believe, so with high school recruiting. Now, high school recruiting, uh, I do have to bring this up because people are, I mean, in the fan base and, and, and just sort of looking at it, a lot, very excited. Four-star recruit Keonde Henry uh, ends up signing with you. Um, wide receiver out of Lake Dallas, Texas. Um, what what do you think about him? I, I know people want to hear. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I'll say this: in my you know eight years going year nine, 
uh, at Memphis. I believe this is the best young group of high school wide receivers we've ever bought in. I mean, we we bought in four studs. You know, guys I think that are are, are game changers. And does that mean they'll be ready? You know, uh, in September? Geez, that's hard. But uh, really, really excited about them. You know, Keande is a, a young man, obviously highly recruited, had offers throughout the country. And, you know, he's one of those that, you know, just stuck in the fight. You know, I was like, hey, this is going to be a 12-round fight to get this guy. And, and the problem is a lot of these schools aren't willing to stick around. Oh, well, he, he got Penn State offer. We, we're not going to battle with them. I'm like, okay, well, maybe we need to swing a little bit harder, right? Maybe, maybe we need to, you know, go for a body blow and a head blow and, and, and continue to. And I think part of it, the success of the receivers we've had here recently, um, and just continue to show these guys what we're all about. We stuck in the fight. Finally, we're able to get him on a visit. And I think when he left here, he's like, you know what? It is the right fit. He had, quote, unquote, on paper, bigger name schools. Um, you know, people throwing certain things at him. We just said, here's what we're all about. And uh, this is why you can be successful. We're so fortunate that he's joined our Tigers. And uh, I think the fans will be really, really excited to watch him here before too long. Now, last thing for University of Memphis Head football coach Ryan Silverfield on X at R Silverfield. How's the NIL situation? How do you feel about the the, the progress uh, that that has been made on that front? And, and where do you think that this thing could head here in the next couple of years? Yeah, you know, look, I'll start at the the home front. Um, you know, our, our, our everybody's working diligently trying to uh, assist our program. Um, uh, I'm, look, you know how this is. Every coach goes on on record on media saying we need more help. Of course, always right. No different. And um, the, the more support we can get, the better off we'll all be. And we're, we're so grateful for all those. We've had so many tremendous donors and, and, and supporters are saying, hey, Ryan, let's see how, how, how we can assist you guys. Um, and some have given money towards our first team, right, which allows us to do things, uh, put money towards a brand-new academic center we're working on. Uh, we're talking about the stadium renovations, all these things. So we've had so many people that are giving. Um, continue to encourage as many people that can continue to assist our, our – you know, our efforts with the 901 fund for NIL. And, and it's just where we're at <laughs> yep. this day and age and uh, call it what you want. And, uh, and I'm old fashioned, but it's part of it. Any way we can assist our student athletes, we need to. What's it look like in the future of college athletics? I don't know. You know, people have always said, hey, is it going to go away? Is it going to be, you know, changes? Who knows? And uh, I think people are always trying to search for the answers, and whether it's a football czar or a commissioner or we <laughs> right. go to, are these football players become that, uh, you know, contractual uh, employees? I don't know that answer. Uh, I'm just trying to get ready for uh, <laughs> Iowa State. <laughs> and, I, and I think we're, at least we're done with high school recruiting for at least today. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm not actively looking the portal uh, as of 10 minutes ago and then just continue to figure out things to put us in the best position to win football games moving forward. And one thing I find interesting about the entire conversation around NIL, I mean, Mark Stoops uh, at Kentucky, you, you hear him sort of talk about it after they lost to Georgia the way they did. He said, hey, listen, if you, if you want to compete with them, we have to spin like them. <laughs> and some yep. people, I think, around the country will say, well, I don't know if I accept that message. It sounds like an excuse. It seems like it's less of an excuse and more of a reality, right? Like that's just <laughs> how it is. Well, so, you know, okay, and let's just call it what it is. If it used to be, okay, a program has had this type of success because they've got the resources. And for a while, that resources meant they've got this beautiful building. They've got these um, amazing, you know, abilities to get these kids meals. They've got the right. ability to, you know, th these national powerhouses because they always had more than everybody else, right? And 
facilities are great and all, but you know what it helps convince people to continue <laughs> to student athletes and 18 to 23 year olds? It's called money. Yes, and, uh, yes, greenbacks. And so if you, yeah, and so, <laughs> and, and unfortunately, right, that's not, we're all motivated by certain things. At the end of the day, if, if you can help assist somebody financially, it's probably going to help. I mean, Dave, you love doing radio, and I, I love being a football coach. I don't know if either of us could, at this point in our lives, say, hey, we'll, we'll just voluntarily do it. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe one day you'll probably be in that financial realm, and you'll be taking care of me. But uh, <laughs> here's the reality of it. You know, If a team is, say, in a conference of 14 teams, okay, and they're 10th in, the, in NIL, but NIL dictates what you can bring onto your roster, right? It's no different than a Major League Baseball, right? I don't know if it's the Arizona Diamondbacks that are, you know, 32nd in spending in Major League Baseball. I don't know how many baseball teams there are. Yeah. And the Yankees are first. Well, if somebody is going to be able to have significantly better players, then shouldn't that school or that baseball team be able to beat the other team most of the time? Sure. Yeah. And so if you're a football program that um, – is lacking NIL that doesn't have the resources. When I say resources, the NIL funds and say you're 10th in the conference out of 14 teams, then where should the expectation be to win games? Yep. I hear that. I'm asking, you know, you know, so like, Hey, well, we used to, you know, we, we want this, this, and this cool. And that's why I think you see coaches like Mark Stoops saying, great. You guys want me to win the conference. Let's spend, win the conference money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And here, like I always say this, if you are, if you were going to give a school, if, if all of a sudden my NIL for next year is $15 million, well, man, the, the expectation should be, hey, yeah, Ryan, you should win 100%. the conference, assuming that $15 million leads the conference, which this day and age, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I think that's it's a reality because it's the easy thing to just say, hey, you should do this, this, and this. Okay, great, but there's things that come along with that. And it's, you know, and, and I think that's why we're seeing the rise of some of these teams, you know, and Credit to SMU. They they beat us and they, uh, but uh, they were very made it very known that they were have an NIL fund that was unlike most in college football. Yep. And um, you know the, the, we make a play here or there, but great. Um, but the expectation for them was to win the conference because what they were willing to spend on players. So mm. um, we'll get there, but uh, I, there's no excuses, no explanations. Uh, I don't care if we have a, a one dollar in our bank or two million in our bank for NIL. We're going to go out and, and find a way, and I, I can tell you this, guys, our, our 1,000% of our goal is to go win the conference championship next year, um, but we're going to take one day at a time and see what we do to Iowa State. No question about it. Well, happy holidays to you, and good luck against Iowa State. I know I'll be watching. I appreciate you, Gabe, always. Thank you so much, and to our Tiger fans, happy holidays, and I hope to see you guys soon. Go Tigers. Yes, sir. That is Ryan Silverfield at R Silverfield on X, uh, head football coach over at the University of Memphis. Some great stuff in there that is going to go straight up on the podcast at 929ESPN.com. Make sure that you check that out again because I, I think it was very open, very telling um, to the situation you have to deal with day-to-day in recruiting and day-to-day with roster retention. It is a tough job in this day and age uh, to, to be a head football coach at this level. No question about it. I think Ryan's done a good job this year. No question about that at all. Now, let's go ahead and transition. We need to talk to David Cobb from CBS Sports Next, some college football, some college basketball, definitely a lot on Florida State trying to get out of the ACC right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.